Joanna Raymond is a producer at our sister station 2GB and 4, uh, 4B. Yeah, anyway, you know that one in Queensland. Uh, she joins us every Friday to talk about what is making news in Queensland and New South Wales. It's a great segment and uh, it's a delight to welcome Brianna to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Surely you didn't mean 4BC uh, just you, then. You know I meant 4BC. <laughs> Been in this industry long enough. I think. Oh no! Oh no! I think we both. I think we both need a nap. What do yeah, you reckon? Yeah, oh, spot on. <laughs> right. Anyway, but I'm alert enough now. I've had a swig of water. I'm all good, ready to go, and uh, and looking forward to uh, to what's making news in New South Wales and Queensland. Well, we start with an ultimatum by the Premier of New South Wales. Yes, Tony, this week has been a doozy in the news department and we're starting off today looking at this inquiry into the Hillshire Council. Now, this inquiry was originally an upper house inquiry into the alleged impropriety within the Hillshire Council and it's in relation to key local developments uh, in the area. But what's really happened here this week and what's been developing is that the Premier Dominic Perrottet has actually delivered this stunning ultimatum because his brother, Jean-Claude and Charles were actually called to uh, give some evidence at the inquiry and to speak, but they didn't show. And so what's happened here is is that uh, the Premier Dominic Perrottet has actually said to leave his family out of it. He's saying that this issue has been dealt with already and that in realistic circumstances, he has a particular sort of position in the public eye and that doesn't have anything to do with this inquiry or what's really happening in this circumstance. So Mr Perrottet has actually come out and said that he's been elected to represent the people of New South Wales and that is it. He says that the Labor Party are playing smear games with his family and that Ray Williams never actually raised any issues with his siblings in the parliament. And so the reason why Mr Perrottet's brothers are actually in, involved in the inquiry is because the inquiries heard that uh, Jean-Claude Perrottet and uh, another longtime Liberal MP were actually asking a Sydney, a Sydney businessman for $50,000 in order to unseat Alex Hawke. And it, it was this alleged branch stacking attempt uh, in about 2019 that was allegedly happening. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, th- there's a lot happening in this piece, but the main thing here is that the Premier has stepped out and said, look, you need to leave my brothers out of this. They uh, haven't actually been heard from at the moment in this inquiry, but that is what the Premier has come out and said. I don't know if you're a betting person, Brianna, but what do you think the odds are that uh, the brother, the the family will be left out of it, and uh, and an association won't continue to be made between uh, the brothers and the premier. I am not a betting person, but if I was a betting person, I don't think the odds are very high on this no, one. I don't no. think so. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not likely to happen. Um, this is a this is a tragic story, and it, it just goes to show how dangerous uh, the mining industry is, and how little we appreciate the hard work uh, and the danger faced by those who basically make civilization possible. A Queensland mine has collapsed. Two workers are missing. It's near Cloncurry. Uh, actually, no, and my profound apologies, they have been confirmed as dead. What can you tell us, please, Brianna Raymond from 2GB? 
Yep, so this story has been unfolding through the week. We heard reports on Wednesday morning at about 8 o'clock that there was a drilling rig at a mining uh, at a mining facility at Dugald River, and that rig actually fell about 125 metres down yeah. what we're calling a stope, which is basically a a tunnel that's dug in mines in order to gain those resources. And the operator of that rig was actually able to escape. Uh, however, there were two workers who were stuck in a vehicle behind the drill and they actually fell down that hole. Cool. So there were uh, developing stories and, you know, developments coming out of this over the past 24 hours, especially. Uh, there were, you know, efforts to try and rescue those two men who were stuck in that mine hole. And there were also, you know, r- uh, uh, searches for that vehicle first of all and the first thing they did find was the vehicle um, rescue efforts were able to find that vehicle but unfortunately weren't able to access the two men inside in time uh, and those two men unfortunately have died that uh, those two men have been identified as Dylan Langridge and Trevor Davis they've been missing since Wednesday and unfortunately it has ended in the worst possible circumstance in this particular case uh, Dylan Langridge was 33 years of age and Trevor Davis was 36 and they were both uh, charge-up operators uh, very closely uh, working together and also joining the uh, Barming Coat Mining Company at very close times of 2021. Um, Vale to those two. There's obviously going to be uh, an inquiry or investigators on the scene at the moment. Do you know, Brianna? Yes, so investigators from Resources Safety and Health in Queensland are already on the site and are investigating the circumstances behind this accident. And of course, um, State Resources Minister Scott Stewart has said that the tragedy shouldn't have even happened. And the officials and executives of Barminko as well have come out and said this is an extreme circumstance that shouldn't have happened. And the mining companies involved in that are all saying this definitely shouldn't have happened and they are going to be conducting conducting thorough investigations into the safety of the site and the safety of the equipment and all of those who work at those companies. Uh, which uh, should be paramount after all. They were young men with their lives ahead of them. Um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll go to the last story. Again, uh, talking of dangerous jobs, being a policeman, especially in Queensland lately, um, a police shooting has been officially labelled as, quote, terrorism. What can you tell us about that, please, Brianna? Yeah, this story was quite a big one, especially when the incident happened. So um, some of us may remember that there was a an incident in about December last year where there were three individuals who were in the Western Downs of Queensland and they actually shot two officers, uh, two constables, Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow, and they unfortunately passed away and they also shot a third bystander. It was a bit of a standoff situation. There, the circumstances around around it was that one of the people was actually a missing person. So there was a missing person with two other people involved and the police went to go find them and they also had a, an, a, an arrest warrant. And um, unfortunately, it did result in violence and those police officers uh, did die. Now, this circumstance has actually been described as a an act of terrorism, an act of religiously motivated terrorism. And the reason behind it is the three people who can be identified as Nathaniel Train, Gareth Train and his wife Stacy. They were actually um they were people who were religious extremists and they also were uh, sort of involved in conspiracy theories online and a, a number of strings of 
concerning posts and things on social media as well. Okay, so, who yeah. did the inquiry? Because um, do you want the police doing inquiries into police shootings or shouldn't that be done by somebody who's independent and, and therefore going to re- reach a completely objective finding? Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing here because there were investigators who were hired, but really um, over the past 24 hours, it has been actually the Queensland police who've stepped out and said this is what we found. Mm. And what they've done is they've actually investigated into the private writings and the journal entries of the trains. They've also been looking at their social media posts and the different activities they were involved with online. And what they've actually found is they found that the trains were actually subscribed to a group called pre-millennialism, which yeah. is a religious extremist sort of view where there's a belief that Christ would return to earth uh, for a thousand days after a period of widespread destruction. Yeah. And in the midst of all of that, they also found a lot of uh, sort of um, promotion of pol- anti-police messaging. And so that was a real concern for them as well. But a lot of the uh, inquiries and investigations into it have actually been conducted by Queensland Police. Okay. Um, so it has been done by them and they are the ones who've come forward and said this has obviously been a premeditated attack because of all of the weapons and the planning and all the escape routes that were present on the property where the shooting happened. And that's what they've actually come out with uh, yesterday and revealed to the public. I, ju- I just get the sense that, you know, you say, okay, they were uh, they were going to some weird websites and they're uh, conspiracy theorists, that kind of, well, then, okay, it makes it okay to shoot them. Um, so uh, uh, I, I just wish I knew more about what they actually believed in or what, what gave them this hatred of police. And uh, so that's why I think something thoroughly independent would be very uh, worthwhile when it came to a crime as grave as this. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move on to... Well, the light and bright kind of story that you're uh, you're very good at finishing on. Um, well, here's a woolly tale. A man serving 15 years for murder has tried to escape prison, but he's done it in a very interesting way, Brianna Raymond. Yeah, he definitely has. And as far as uh, prison disguises and escape sort of costumes go, I'm not sure if I would go with this one. But a prisoner who was serving 15 years for murder attempted to pull off and, I quote, an unbelievable escape. I know, that <laughs> is you. terrible. No, no, I'm a dad. That's, <laughs> that's uh, right to my sweet spot. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but what he's done is, and if you haven't guessed already by that terrible pun, uh, he's he's tried to escape jail by wrapping himself in sheepskin. And so he's come out of the prison cell wrapped up in this woolly sort of coat uh, and he didn't necessarily succeed. He he got a little bit of the way but uh, the uh, the security of the prison actually saw that he was um, he was out of his cell and right. they took him back into custody. And this happened a little bit earlier in the month as well. So, you know, and, and the prisoner actually thought that the cold weather would help provide some cover <laughs> and perhaps some warmth as well. <laughs> now, I'm not sure how well that would work over in Australia because this actually did happen uh, overseas in Bolivia. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about the sheep's costume. Uh, no. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off for him. Or maybe fortunately, since you know yeah, he's well, in there yes. for a uh, he's in there for a pretty severe reason. 
reason. But exactly. in t- in terms of disguises, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if sheep was the way to go in this case. Probably not. Although that would be classed as a crime of passion in New Zealand, of course, as we all know. <laughs> so there we go. A great note upon which to end. Um, terrific as always, Brianna. Um, uh, uh, it's always great to chat on a Friday when you bring us the stories that are making headlines in New South Wales and Queensland. And I look forward to chatting to you in a week's time. Thanks, Tony. Looking forward to it. Brianna Raymond, as she pointed out, from 4BC, thank you, and 2GB. Back in a moment.